0: Now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.
1: You hit start again. Coming right back on. This is the part two, guys. This is Yolanda at dryer buzz Part two may have restarted on some platforms. I think because we played a little bit of audio, we got kicked off, so it may have been some match content. But I'm going to play some more audio because I was playing for you a piece that Tiffany Haddish, um, we were talking about Buzz It or Bash It, and that was a piece of Tiffany Haddish talking about something she did when she had to go in and go to cast, go on the casting couch or in the casting room, how she would leave her phone in record mode and then check out, leave her purse or bag in the room and wait a few minutes and then go back into the room to get her bag and then review said audio. But if you notice in the room, and I love, I love that if you go to their page, they've got snippets of all of this. I don't know where in particular to go and watch this in full or where they put this content, but they do take snippets of it. I will say at the table, at the same table, look like it looked to be, let me see if they even, uh, a Jane Fonda was at the table, which I thought, in fact, I think Tiffany was sitting right next to, let's see if Tiffany was sitting next to Jane Fonda. I think Tiffany was sitting right next to Jay Fonda, which you could you could hear some humbleness in Tiffany's voice when she was explaining that uh, Jay Fonda was talking about how she had a nervous breakdown during the first season of Grace and Frankie. Um, but Maya, you notice how quickly Maya was like, "Oh, you nasty!" throwing, uh, trying to separate herself, her goodie two shoes self from from uh, Tiffany. Let me go, but I want to play a part of. Regina on this one let me see if I get that one
0: successful uh uh-huh and um be in a world that's
1: Regina is currently starting starring in Black Monday with Don Cheadle I watched that also y'all that is woo. it's a lot hold on
0: it's great to be able to be in the 80s and be successful uh uh-huh and um be in a world that's no matter what color you are uh, a woman who's, you know, Spanish, black, white, they just weren't in really Wall Street, and they still really aren't. So to ha- to represent a, a demographic that's not normally present in a world, even today, yeah. um, was fun. But then for her to be as cunning, as sharp, and as and as wild and unapologetic and kind of, you know, she's as gross as the men. She just knows that there are moments where business has to get taken care of, or it won't get done, but she's not judgmental of it, and I liked to be able to do that, because I find that most women who I know are like that, they're quite fun, and quite delightful, and quite smart, and dirty, and a little raunchy, and you know, all things, and they're not just, not you, there's, <laughs> there's no raunch in this one, it was great to be able to
1: so I like I like the conversations and again, uh, buzz it or bash it again, this is the round table that happens at the Hollywood reporter. I was trying to find a picture of all of them so that there's one look like, um, uh, is that Lupita? That doesn't look like that's such an amazing, no, that's Deny
0: working on this show for the last seven years. And
1: yeah, they have one with uh Deny from Black Panther and the walking dead, um, uh, but scroll through their timeline. Scroll through their timeline. Lots of women, lots of women and men and men are on here as well. But that's the latest roundtable. I was looking for a picture of maybe uh, all of them so I can tell you who's on. Usually they would do just one thing as a synopsis of who was on. So good roundtable, always good information. But even in that, when I watch those, the black women and men uh, always seem to be trying to Explain what it's like to be us in our world, trying to exist in the larger world. And one that left an indelible impression upon me was Leslie Odom's junior. When he decided to leave, uh, um, uh, Hamilton, Hamilton, am I saying that right? When he decided to leave the play and go on to do his music and he was talking. He was he was at the table with with and his roundtable was a roundtable of men currently on or or have currently involved in some way with Broadway. And I think he might have been the only African American at the table. There might have been another. And it's always funny too because there's always the just ones. If there's more than one, there's you. There's always the token and then the unapologetically black. There's like and I'm gonna say there's a third lane because. There, there is a middle ground, I think, if you, I think everything has three. I don't know why we keep saying there's two. That's that's just not even how this thing focuses, okay? We, don't, as black people, we don't often have to be either or the token or unapologetically. There's a medium in there. There's a medium ground in there somewhere. You guys tell me where you are. I think, I think 10% of us, I don't know. I think 60%, well, I think 10% are, are the token, I don't think I don't think largely because, I mean, hell, it's based things that go on with us is based on our skin color, whether we acknowledge it or not. You probably experiencing it and just not acknowledging it. So I think 60 percent of us is the middle ground. I think 30 percent of us are truly unapologetic. And I think 10 percent because, you know, we think about success. Or what we deem to be success—I don't know what success really is—but what we deem to be success, I think 10% of us are people who just don't mind being the token and seek tokenism and seek to seek to escape the rest of us, right? I think that's how I think that's how we can kind of identify that. I don't think it's a large number of that. So for those of you coming on or just may have caught this, this is a part two of a weekend wrap up. Where we just basically scroll the timeline and do just a buzz it or bash it. Um, actually, these are posts actual post that I have posted on our Facebook page where we ask you to buzz it or bash it some of the hot topics of the week. Now, not your normal hot topics. These are the topics I deemed that we ought to be talking about as a blogger. And uh, it's my podcast. Okay. It's my blog. It's my podcast. Okay. I'm just saying, although I do it with you guys in mind. Um, so I'm scrolling back down, but so Tiffany Haddish, buzz it or bash it. Um, whether or not you know what do you think about her talking about? She recorded some of her, I think everybody does. I think she just said it out loud. And this thing with Tiffany had is she said a lot of stuff out loud. One thing I think Tiffany, uh, over, Tiffany got wrong, if anything, is misunderstanding. She didn't play the Whitney role. What I mean by the Whitney Houston role is that Whitney had there was a the real Whitney. And then there was the perception of Whitney. And the perception of Whitney carried Whitney Houston a long way. And Tiffany uh, didn't allow that perception. When people thought she was this little princess, and got this amazing opportunity to be in Girl Trip because she wanted y'all to recognize that, you know, that wasn't her her first time. Well, Tiffany, that was the first time everybody else had uncovered you. I won't say discovered because we're not trying to Columbus you. But that was the first time that people realized that you existed. And people were highly impressed and she went about trying to get everybody to understand that she's unapologetically this and her background is this and she survived this and all that. When instead of and and wanting people to understand, it wasn't an overnight success. Well, it was an overnight success based on your one appearance on the talk show and getting ready and in the promos and on the press junket for... That movie and that movie only, ain't nobody even realized that she was the girl in the the meme with Cat Williams. Nobody even knew, which is why Cat come out getting all upset. He was like, y'all didn't even know that was her. No, we didn't. We didn't know. We didn't know. I didn't even realize that was her on the other show. Uh, No, everybody was excited that. Whoa! Here's a girl who seems down to earth. Got an opportunity to be in this movie with what we deem to be our icons: Queen Latifah, Regina Hall, uh, 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 Jada Pinkett, and Tiffany Haddish. It's like, girl, you went on, you went on living single. You went up and set it all. You that was that you that was a blessing. And she didn't ride that way. Well. She was like, I ain't overnight success. I did this and I did that. And, all, and then like, and then once we realize, oh, that's who you are? Okay, well, we never did like that person. That's why didn't nobody know that. We didn't like that. We didn't like what you were, you know? And, and this, it's okay. It's okay. But because, no, I, don't, I guess it's not because then the movie didn't do well. The other movies didn't do as well as they should have had she played. But she didn't want to do the Whitney role. She didn't want to do, And the Whitney thing didn't turn out so well. Okay, I understand. Even though it it lasted a long time, this is just a way to do all the buzz it or bash it. Buzz it or bash it, What I'm saying, if you want to, if you, if you we, and let me tell you, there's no such thing as agree to disagree. Your opinion is like, look, let me know. I want to know. So I'm gonna scroll down. I think that's pretty much it. Um, buzz it or bash it. People are watching. We're speaking of Netflix again. People are watching to see Netflix is making their decision as to whether or not they're gonna to continue to make films. Uh, in Georgia. They came out and said something about, because of the number of women involved in their productions uh, and so forth. And I guess the women are putting pressure, hopefully the women are putting pressure on them. I'm, I'm really surprised. I know for me, I'm surprised that the film industry is drawing lines on this when there have been other matters that these particular states have been on the wrong side of history on. So, I'm really surprised. I mean, Georgia, we're talking about Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, anything below the Mason-Dixon line um, ha- never, has, has never really gotten it right. So, you came here anyway. You came to Georgia to make movies because you left Louisiana. You came to Georgia to make movies because of the tax incentive. Okay, well, Georgia has rarely been on the right side of history. Mississippi and any other place. But let's just talk particularly about Georgia. where. Okay, you came here to make movies. Georgia has never been on the right side of history. And so what was your decision for coming here? And why is it all of a sudden different based on this law that could go go into effect? So that's helped me understand that. Because uh, I don't don't understand why you were able to even come here in the first place if you want a, a state to be on the right side of history. Because Georgia has... Never been on the right side of history, so i don't understand that explain that to me if you are just now thinking about coming or pulling or even pulling out, okay because you go and you make these movies, look at the the uh, discrepancies and the variances between the number of people working on the movies and um it's just really not a lot of black people i 'm just saying okay there's really still not a lot of women so i don't I don't understand because I see a lot of men. Uh, running around here with these jobs, I see a lot of male-owned, dominated companies getting these jobs. I roll past the craft, craft services again, speaking about you know some of the things going on in the culinary industry, and I still don't even see a lot of women there. Um, I don't see the lighting companies, you know, and all those, all those different things, all these different opportunities. Um, you're still talking about women are going to receive a portion of, a percentage of, you know, and I'm like, no. Nah. They should be getting a very large majority. At, at what, in what state? In what part? In what, if not Georgia, okay? If not Atlanta, where one, women rule the leadership, women starting businesses each and every day. If if not in Georgia, can women have a majority of the contracts? You know, still getting the minority contracts? I still don't, I just don't understand that. Make that make sense for me. Buzz it or bash it. All right. Uh, let me scroll, 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 scroll to make sure. Um, Tamron Hall, buzz it bash it. Will Tamron Hall fill daytime niche? Uh, hers definitely a missed voice. Hall asks fans not to mistake privacy from secrecy as some try to shade her new family, calling herself the underdog out of her comfort zone. Can we call it a comeback with her new show, uh, which airs on the new network? It's not The, the show's not coming out until... September, but she uh, is getting ready to start up. She's going over to ABC. I think it's on ABC or, or subsidiaries of ABC. Uh, it will be on here in Atlanta. You know, ever since, um, and I don't mean to tie Oprah to her, but ever since that time slot, since no one has yet to truly master a time slot the way Oprah mastered a time slot. Because I don't want to, I don't want to jinx her show. But since no one has truly mastered a time slot. The way that Oprah has ma Oprah mastered her time slot. Y'all can say Ellen if you want to. Um, I don't watch Ellen. Um, you gotta wonder how much 'cause I mean they have they did it with um what's her name? I can't think of the lady's name. It used to be on NBC in the mornings. There was so much controversy in Tamra leaving NBC and them booting booting out all these people from NBC to bring in the controversial Uh, woman, I'm not good with her name either, Gretchen, controversial Gretchen, and then having to get rid of Gretchen and not willing to go back and apologize to Tamron and bring her back. Um, and then to lose other women and NBC dogs and women out y'all. So Tamron is coming back. She's coming back with a talk show in September. One of the reasons we found out that the talk show has not aired just yet and is not coming into a because everybody was like, man, why is she t- talking about a show and it's not coming? I think it was like a full on year and a half when they announced the show and then a full on year. Well, she was pregnant. She, um, got married and had a baby, um, after having difficulties, I guess over time with uh, uh, having children. She now is a mom, has a son uh, named no- uh, Moses, I believe. And so now she's doing maternity leave. And so her show is coming in September. And it'll be interesting because now when she does the show, and everybody knows that uh, she's got some real passion projects. Uh, I think she had a sister that she lost a sister to due to domestic violence and other things. Uh, but I think her voice has been missed. I think her voice... Will be needed, and it's interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see where she falls on this spectrum. Can we call it a spectrum? Is there a blackness spectrum? Yes, it is. It is black enough. So it's gonna be interesting to see going to ABC if her show would be black enough. And I'm gonna ask that question because I can. Uh, Um, and whether or not it's important, yes, it's important, it's important. It's important. It depends on how she identifies, and even even though her she's in, a, I believe, an interracial marriage. That's a thing because people are wanting to be identified. In fact, uh, Blackish is Blackish is coming with a television show, a prequel to Blackish. They are going to be telling the story of Rainbow, who is uh, a mixed Rainbow's character and Rainbow herself, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, is a hashtag mixed mixed chick, and so um, Blackish is doing mixed ish. And so they're uh, getting a television show. I think it's going to be really good because it's really questions and things that we discuss, if not anywhere but the hair salon and the barbershop to tie this into Buzzer the Bash it being by dryer Buzz. Oh, last but not least, it may not even be last. We could keep going. Hey, we could keep going with this thing. There was a lot to Buzzer the Bash this week. Brandon, Jason Mitchell on behavior on the sh- not on the sh- well on the shy and other programming Th- those of us who kept saying man it's something weird about the chemistry between the love interest the one love supposedly loving couple on the shy for those of us who find it difficult in watching the shy i'm trying to figure out like why can't why do we have to have these epic things but apparently these are some of the things that y'all allow to go on in your neighborhoods and you're on your block and in your community. So The Shine must exist. I hate that show, but I'm trying to watch it because I do love a couple of the couple of the things in there. Oh, my God. And you know what I do love about The Shine? I love that it shows how much we don't listen to the people who know and tell us how to do the right thing. Jason with the stepdad, the stepdad he keep telling him man you mess with these players i but let me go back to this jason won't be on the show he has been uh uh exiled from hollywood and from television and they're having to go back trying to figure out like how they're going to do this i mean and and here's the question buzz it or bash it um first of all you can't have somebody on the show that's making it difficult for the other actors allegedly, um, we still don't even know what full on took place. Um, there are no transcripts. There is no, um, 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 what do you call them? Where they, no, they ask the questions. No. Uh, oh my God. What's the word y'all I'm my languages. I got to start using my words cause I'm losing them. Um, where the attorney asked questions. We don't know about formal complaints or anything like that right now. It's just one show got rid of Him because they heard about his behavior on another show. Because the actress was like, "Look, I can't keep coming to work with and dealing with this." And then kind of find out the writer and other people knew about the behavior. I don't know if they were trying to address it or if you know how they tried to address it. Um, He was a pivotal part of the show because I mean, damn, if he wasn't the one good guy or the one the one guy you hope could make it out of Chicago alive. You know, because it seemed like everybody doomed to die on this block. Right, all this stuff is just going on and on the Chicago block, and um, lo and behold, there may be some unscrupulous downright, if not allegedly, seemingly, 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 might be possibly. Um, we don't know what we can't even say, can't even say, but there are some activities that has pretty much cost this young man um, his job, and everybody else is probably going to be a little bit more excited on the set not to have him there, whatever the behaviors were. They're talking in very vague language still about what ha- what has happened. So maybe this week we will find out more and more. So are you still watching the shot, the shot, buzz it or bash it? How do you think they will handle? well let I me mean, clearly, I mean, it's a show about black folk killing black folk. So they could really just have him shot. You know, they could just set the truck on fire with like, that. Okay, there goes Brandon because that's really what it is. It's, it's, it's how, Apparently there's a wider there's a wider system of oppression and in this wider system of oppression black folk attack black folk. So that's what the show is about. But it's pretty probably something else to that. But it's a good show. It's good writing. It's one of those that y'all are going to hold the, right up there with the wire. I've never seen the wire. I don't intend to watch the wire. I'm like, I don't want that. Like same thing with uh, uh, um, boys in the hood and Sally y'all know we lost John singleton um you know it's like can we have can we have more epicness more pivotal moments that don't have to involve these things you know and so you know but it is but yeah I mean it's it's a good show and it actually airs not Netflix it airs he was getting ready to do I think a, a movie or something that was gonna be on Netflix but the shy is on what Showtime is it is it on Showtop? Let me see. Or oh, HBO, one of those. I don't know. They're probably like, oh, girl, get it right. Um, let me scroll down. I think, yeah, I think that was, as I look at the dates. Nope, that says Tuesday. Uh, I think that was it. The only other thing, Monday, an article came out that's talking about the disparity between that how... The gift to Morehouse, it highlights the disparity in funding HBCUs and why even with those, the the amount of wealth we do have in the black community, how is it that it is difficult for those who do have wealth to go in and support the HBCUs. And, And if the alumni was to wake up one day and say, you know, they would like for the coffers at the HBCUs to run over, the cup to run over uh, and go and just, just pour money onto these institutions uh, because of how in which they are funded, because of how in which they are designated, it would be quite difficult. It would. Some things would be quite difficult. Does that mean that we have to stop being philanthropic? No. The last article that we had, also we talked about on our Tuesday podcast, was the uh, gig economy. Am I wearing a headset? A gig economy um, and how where more women that is and this was the question the gig economy is taking advantage of its workers it started out as a great thing um that now because one because there are new fees to the companies and i don't mean to give the companies a, a way out of this but is it because there are more women now participating in the gig economy and working freelance and, and driving ubers and lifts and delivering the uber eats and the door dashes Um, are these cup companies more and more taking advantage of the, the monies that could be earned? Because quite frankly, when these entities started, they were quite lucrative. You know, you could walk away from your nine to five. You could, if you wanted to do part-time or boost your budget. I mean, it pretty much was a way to do it. I did it for like for three years and it was pretty good. Um, however, there's a there's a great disparity going on right now um the the income levels have dropped you know remember when they first started i mean they put out you could make 30 plus dollars an hour that's enticing and now believe it or not that has dropped down to about 15 on the average on the basic level um in in some communities even lower than that these fees because what happened was they went from going for a premium customer who was subscribed to these services to trying to get your everyday customer ride share went from trying to get a premium rider to the bus rider. Well, in order to get that rider off the bus, you got to get that price point. And there's no way you can't make money driving somebody who, who opted, they could either get on the bus or ride with you. Right? So you went from, 30 some plus dollars an hour, 30 to $50 an hour, which was when you go back, this is three years ago, that was like the norm. You were banking 30 up an hour, right? And then all of a sudden it started, here come these sacrifice areas like, well, you know, if you drive over here or you go over there, you know, if you drive where there's public transportation or this, that, and the other in order to compete with these entities. and, And this is what the strike was about. Uh, over the years, it was, this wasn't the first strike they've been they there have been many complaints. But men have been complaining because they, you know, men are seen more so as providers than women. Go check out the podcast, we talked about that on Tuesdays. The men are like, you know, they're going bankrupt because they've made all kind of um, they've gone all into this thing, and now you know, even even the average worker can tell the person, Well, you're gonna go from making thirty dollars an hour to 15 an hour okay well what well, then well, where are you gonna get your money for your health care where are you gonna get your money to pay your taxes because if you're an independent you have to worry about those things you got to pay your own social security you got you got to do if you want some social security you got to pay into that Yourself as an independent, right? And so when you go, when you when, when your revenue, when your income, it gets cut in half, and the expense doesn't decrease. And that's the other thing too. While they tar- started taking a larger portion of the income, they didn't offer, um, you know, like at least can we get the free oil changes? You know, at least can you deal with some of the wear and tear? No. It's like no, but yet you, you're taking a cut, and that thing was, well, the cities are are taking a cut. Okay, I don't care who gets a cut. What you can't do is cut out the income. You can't cut back the income. You've got to charge the the rider more. You know, you, I'm sorry, you've got to. You can't take it out of the driver's pocket because if you're not if you're not decreasing the expenses, the expense can't be the same. It can't. And when you think about the number of people that participate in this industry, in this economy, um, surely there are ways to give some, to, with the mass number of people that are doing this, there's a way around it. And they're going to, their, their feet is, their feet will be held to the fire. And they will have to address this because people are more and more aware of it. To the point now the riders are becoming more and more aware of it. One thing, you know, you can't dispute that, you can't argue the fees, the, the because, like I said, because it's become so so much a part of our, our industry, there are some cities, if they were to get rid of this thing, they would see a level of poverty so quickly. So they can't disband it. They can't, you know, bar it from happening because it's now uh, a lot of these economies, the gig, a lot of things that went on in the gig, gig economy are now so part of our, our economy, our whole economy as a whole that they can't drop it or bar it or, or get rid of it because there aren't any other opportunities, and especially if you've been out of the workplace for X amount of time and then now you're trying to go back in. Things have changed and, and so forth and so on. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, count cities and county. now that you look at the fee, it's like there's a county fee in some states, there's a city fee, there's a state fee, and all of that in there. And the way that they have seen to not, um, send, give that price, pass that price on to the rider, they're taking it out of the pocket of the driver. And that's not fair. That's not fair. And that's on every level of this thing out there simply because of how it has become a part of our, our society. I think it's here to stay. And, you know, even at that level, I mean, there's still, if you, let me tell you, and let me, let me really help you understand that's the conversation that's going on out there but if you are in need please don't be out there doing without just because that is the conversation if you still need money at the end of the day you still need to eat at the end of the day you still need to pay your bills at the end of the day don't worry about what somebody else is saying don't worry about the fact that you know things have changed um you, you got to keep going keep going but just be involved and be at the table when these conversations are happening because it's going to, um, it's going to be end up, end up under the gold dome, uh, with the lawmakers, and you're going to see some cities are going to say, hey, listen, you know, we can't have you operating like this because now what I'm seeing as I'm keeping my eye on this is, um, what do you call them? Um, po- not poverty pimp, but um, what what's the word? There's a word. There's a nicer word. Let me think. Mm, there's a nicer word. Um, God, what do they call it? I forget. Like the payday loans and things like that. Um, payday loans are starting to creep into, I'm seeing people posting in some of the groups for the gig economy, the freelancers, people are now starting to post, oh, if you need an advance, you know, listen, please do not fall prey to that advance thing. That was one of the things that ruined Uber. Um, one of the things that absolutely ruined Uber was when people started using Uber vehicles and they got it, they started buying Uber, like we'll sell you a vehicle, lease your vehicle, rent your vehicle. Um, people started finding themselves in debt, right? And now you got to go out there, it's sharecropping. You got to go out there and get theirs first and then get yours. And so it put a lot of people to hold a lot of people lost their homes over this stuff. A lot of people um, ended up having to relocate to other cities and other states and all of this kind of thing. And I remember, and that's one of the reasons why, and it's so funny too, because riders, y'all would be, y'all were pro about it. It's one of the reasons why we ended up with people driving for both Uber and Lyft and for Uber and other, other, uh, uh, other companies because They've got to, they, they now have overhead, they now have a debt over their head, not overhead, they now have a debt that they have to satisfy before they even begin earning any money. And that's a, that's a sad thing to see this happen like this because it was, it started as a way to achieve a certain level of freedom and now it has become... An enslavement, or it could become—I won't say it has become. Don't let me say that. It is it, for some who are making some bad decisions. It is becoming an enslavement, and you have to—you—it to, comes to—it becomes a cycle that you can't get out of. So don't fall prey to this advanced stuff. Anybody out there? Offering you in advance, and they're saying that you know, oh man, but we're helping people, and I know it helps. It helps in a time of need, but how did you get to such a point of of need? And let me tell you, stop trying to do all this stuff by yourself. That's how you end up in this predicament. You're doing you're doing more than enough for more than enough for yourself and others, right? And and you're doing it by yourself. That that can't happen. That can't happen. And so that's a keep your eye on this thing, because, I mean, we have full on become a society that depends on these on these services. Hell, I took two rides just yesterday because I'm like, listen, I don't want to wait. I don't want to drive. I don't want to do this. Last night we went out. Hey, the comfort of of knowing that the system was there and going out and being able to enjoy yourself. And I'm like, come on, people, we got to We got to do better. We got to do better. But I'm asking the question that we asked this week is: Are some of these things happening because more and more women are using the system, and is that why they feel like they can impact the income? Can you imagine if these women were finding the freedom and still bringing home the thirty to fifty dollars an hour that used to be a ride share norm? Used to be a ride share norm now. It's a ride share norm if you're driving a premium ride. That used to be the norm on the basic ride, because the 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 especially when you think about the demand that's on for the system right now, everybody should be making those kind of numbers. You should not be coming home with less than that, right? And and you shouldn't have to go out there and drive uh, X amount of rise to get that. It, that's, that's not how this thing should work. And guess what? It's not how this thing work. It's like, they dipping, they're dipping in, they are dipping in and it, and it's sad, but we ask, is it because there are more women, uh, now in this system, you know, and sellers, if y'all are feeling the impact, talk to your girl, talk to your girl and let her know how to get this thing. Y'all, this was a buzz of bash it. Well, again, like I said, just scroll down the timeline, looking at some of the things that we talked about, some of the trends this week, some of the viral video, of course, as you know, Lil Nas X uh, video, and then this little girl at this, uh, look like a church recital or graduation or kindergarten, whatever. I don't know what it was, Uh, but the kids, all about the kids, y'all, and let me tell you, the funny part, let me tell you the most shocking thing about the Lil Nas or, or any of these videos that involve our young people is most people think that they are some kind of way keeping this stuff away from their kids. Every parent out there is looking at these children like, how do these children know every word to that song? You're not playing the song in your house. You don't have it. They running in there asking Alexa to play it they're telling they're telling all those smart devices these kids are coming up with it honey they get on the school bus and five friends have got phones and they all on the friends phone logging into their accounts you thinking they're not on social media they don't have an account because you ban it in the house you get home, you turn off the wi-fi so they can't get it honey please that little 20 30 45 minute ride to school they, and thank God school is out, because now you can really try and have some control over them, maybe. Um, But let me tell you, when those kids started singing every word, every word, every word, dude himself was on the wrong cue. Okay, Lil Nas was on the wrong, Lil Nas was like, shh, Lil Nas was like telling them to be quiet so he can hear his own track. They didn't even need the track. They were like, dude, we got this. Oh, my God. When they got to that part said, can't nobody tell me nothing, as a parent, I was like, oh, my God. We have created some monsters. When they say, not to mention some of the other lyrics they should not have been singing, but when they say, can't nobody tell me nothing, I was done for. I was done. I expected them to know the hook. I expected them to know the hook, but they knew the entire song. OMG. All right, y'all. That's your this been your Buzzard or Bash. I'm gonna go back and check out some of the comments. I'm gonna go ahead. Let me tell you, did y'all know that immediately after this podcast, immediately after the after this taping, uh, it will become a podcast on your favorite podcast platform, part one and part two, as well as uh, all around the web. I got to say always thank you to our podcast supporters, Natural Soap by Zakia and AIB Nation. Uh, Make sure you go to Natural Soap by Zakia. I think today is your last day to shop if you want your shipment for Father's Day. And also AIB Nation, they're packing up, getting ready to go on tour. So if you're an author, you need to get your behind in business and join the nation of authors and go ahead and check out AIB Nation. Hashtag AIB Nation. If you want to know how to use social media for a business, check around the web for this flyer right here on your screen. It's called Social Media Clinic. Social Media Clinics, uh, presented by award winning blogger Dreyer Buzz, is starting on June the 9th and continuing. Throughout the summer, Sunday, summer Sundays, summer Sundays, we will have three workshops for you, ongoing meetups um, for you to take advantage of so that you can. So if you are a brand, you want to become a brand, a personal brand, you want to uh, grow your business, you want to become a sell- sellout vendor, you want to uh, live stream, launch a YouTube channel, Let me tell you, it's beyond, you want to launch a channel. Let me just stop saying that. If you want to launch a channel, uh, all of those, we're going to have several workshops for you. They start on the 9th, and the 9th is right now available to you at the special price, so you better go check that special price because that price will be going up um, after our kickoff weekend. I'm excited because you guys have asked. Uh, About this uh, and I cannot wait till the first day to bring it to you Also, we are bringing it to you in webinar form if you're around the world around the globe and still want to take advantage of what we have going on For those of you here in Atlanta in our region because they're going to be doing these around the region uh, They will be available in webinar form for you online and I think we've already got one um, That's out there that's happening. So the 9th 10th and 11th is our kickoff weekend um Two workshops, two meetups on the 9th, two clinics on the 9th, one clinic on the 10th, and then the online clinic will be on the 11th, the 11th. So you can register right now if you go to smclinics.eventbrite.com, smclinics.eventbrite.com. All right, guys, that's been your weekend wrap-up of Buzz It or Bash It with Dryer. Bye.
0: Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.